Welcome to the First Baptist Church podcast from First Baptist Church in Navasota, Texas. For more information, visit fbcnavasota.org. Guys, if any of you all need some pencils, right here. We'll get them after church is over. Thanks, Sean. Sean, when do you all start uh, classes in, in College Station? Thursday week? Okay. In Navasota, we start uh, Monday week. Is that right? Golly. No? August. I can't hear. I'm 26th. Ah, all right. So here's what we're going to do, folks. On August the 25th, which I guess is a Sunday, uh, that's Rattler Blue Sunday. So everybody in church can wear Rattler Blue. You can wear a T-shirt. You can wear anything that is It is going to be supporting our hometown team. We're going to worship God and give thanks for them. And uh, you'll get a chance to do that. You can dress uh, you can dress down if you want to for that Sunday. Um, we're going to look this morning uh, at what we shared about last Sunday. We, t- we talked last Sunday about heaven, wh- what heaven really means. And guys, when we talk about this, I want you to understand a couple of things that when we begin to go ahead and explore what God's Word says about heaven, it's an awful lot more than what we think it is. Now, one of the things that is that is a joy about living here on earth, and God has given us so much here as human beings, and again, you're not a human having spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience. One of the joys is actually being able to see what Sean did up here this morning where you have a bunch of little kids come run, running around and, and, and getting to hear about the Lord. But one of the great joys is also getting a chance to see new babies. And we have two that are here today. We have Austin Head. Austin is right up. Can you show him real carefully? Don't do a Michael Jackson thing. Okay. Yeah, they're right there. That is a sweet little baby. And you'll, you, you get a chance to see the heads afterwards. Yes, it's coming, James. Just be aware. Uh, you get a chance to. That is a beautiful little baby. And the Blairs have their brand new little baby, James, and he is back. Is he back there too? All right, hold him up. There he is. Okay, hold on, stop. You did not ooh and ah properly for the head baby, so we're going to do this for both babies at the same time. Ooh and ah. Ready? One, two, three. There you go. Okay. It's a joy when we see new life, but God's Word says that there's greater joy in heaven when there is new life that is spiritual life. Matter of fact, the Bible says that in heaven there is literally rejoicing and a party in heaven when someone makes the confession of faith that that Sean talked about, about saying, I believe and trust on Jesus Christ. That is the thing that the Bible says turns heaven over. Now, when we talk about heaven, heaven generally is that place where where we think, okay, if, if I'm a good person and I go ahead and, and do things right, I end up in heaven. I want to share with you, it's more than that. Look, heaven can't wait. And I want to share this morning what it is and what it isn't. Heaven is the place that you want to be 
at the close of your life. At the end of your life, it's the place you want to be. It's the abode. The Bible says it is the abode, the, the dwelling place of the Most High God. All right? It is, it is where, it's not where God lives. Understand that. But it is the dwelling place where our Heavenly Father resides. The Lord resides. Listen to me. When you ask Jesus Christ to forgive your sin and come into your life, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit of the living God takes residence in you. He lives in you. And that's why this is important. It is not to break up God into all these little parts. We worship one God. What it is is the understanding that heaven is the place where you and I have a chance to be with God in the fullness of what that means forever and ever. It is the dwelling place of Almighty God. Not only that, the Bible shares that there is a place that is already set aside for you in heaven. There is a place that is already set aside for you in heaven. For every single person that you have ever met in the entirety of your life, that person God knew and God said, I'm going to invite you to come to heaven. And it only comes by a faith relationship in Jesus Christ. The Bible is clear about that. It is not a pass that everybody gets into heaven. That's not it. It instead says in the Word of God that whosoever believeth in Him will not but have everlasting Yes, that place of everlasting life is in heaven. We're going to share this morning in a wonderful, a wonderful sh- portion of Scripture that John recorded, Jesus speaking. It is found in John 14, verses 1 through 3. Let me invite you to stand together. We're going to read God's Word as a congregation, as a church. We do this to honor God as we read His holy and perfect Word. Read with me. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. And you know the way to the place where I am going. May God bless the reading of His Word. Please be seated. I'm going to share a few minutes about some things that heaven is not. Now, I believe in positive reinforcement. Uh, Coach Wax, I I had a basketball coach in high school that basically said, Larry, I don't think you can stop that guy over there. And I proved him right every time. I couldn't. But I also had a football coach that said, I think you can do this. And I didn't have the physical ability. I wasn't the best player on the team. But because that guy basically said, I, I think you can, and I'm going to go ahead and not try to pump you up, He wanted to go ahead and instead try to encourage me to do the very best of my ability. I would go through a wall for a guy like that. So why am I starting off with the negatives? Because so oftentimes when we think of what heaven is, we think of it in the sense of the sweet by and by, a Hallmark Channel kind of idea of what heaven is, 
kind of piecing together little ideas that we hope are true, but in reality fall short of what the Bible says heaven really is. So a couple of things about what heaven isn't. Heaven is not the place you go to become an angel. When you go to heaven, you don't become an angel. The truth is, when we die and go to heaven, we become even greater than all of the angels. The angels are spiritual beings who are created by God to be his servants. And God has given them the great authority and power to do his will. And at the present time, the angels are greater than we are because God has made us, according to Psalm 8, 5, a little lower than the heavenly beings. But the Bible says that in heaven we will be higher than the angels. And the reason is because we will be like Christ. The Bible says these words in 1 Corinthians 6, 3. It says, Do, not, do you not know that you yourself will judge the angels? Guys, listen. Where we are right now, human beings, angels have it all over us, don't they? They do God's bidding, both in heaven and on earth. You and I have that opportunity to do that same thing. But when we get to heaven, listen, the angels have never had the opportunity to have an earthly, bodily, human experience that you and I are experiencing right now. They never had that. When, they, when you and I get to heaven, we don't become angels. I have seen so many times as a pastor, folks that will say, especially in the, in the tragic home going of a little child, I remember seeing a flower arrangement back in, back in Orlando that said, God has a new little angel. That's not true, folks. God has all of the angels He wants. He has a new, wonderful person with him in heaven and he wants you to be that person that will be in heaven greater than the angels did i get that right harold did i come close harold reeves taught our deacon body about this as well did a great job on it we don't become angels we become something far greater than that the second thing i want to share with you is that heaven is not a reward for the life you live here on earth. It's not a reward. You don't get there by being good. You don't get there by being better than anybody else that's around you or by doing good things for others. The Bible says that heaven is the place that those who have trusted in Jesus Christ go. It says that's the only thing that will gain you entry into heaven. No one here this morning is good enough to earn it. It is a free gift that is offered by faith in Christ. Next Sunday, we're going to be talking specifically about that. How you can know that you know that you know on your final breath that you are not going to go ahead and split hell wide open, but instead you can have the peace and the assurance of your eternal home. Guys, heaven is that place that the Bible says is to be your eternal home. The other thing I want to share with you is this. Heaven isn't paradise. All right? Heaven isn't paradise. You remember in Luke's gospel, Jesus is hanging on the cross. There's a thief on his right hand and a thief on his left. And you remember what happens. There becomes this kind of an argument. Can you imagine? Look, 
If you've lived your life and you've fussed at people about things, if you are about to die, are you going to go ahead and start fussing? But one of these thieves does. He turns this to Jesus and he says, if you're really who you say you are, get us down from here so that we're not going to die. And the other thief said, we're about to die. Don't you even fear God now? And he turns to Jesus and he says these words. Do you remember them? He said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And what did Jesus say? He said, this day you will be with me in heaven. No, he didn't. Why? Why did he say there's a difference between heaven and paradise? Well, guys, it may seem to be something that is little and doesn't really matter. There's a portion of systematic theology. But I want to share with you there's a reason Jesus answered to that. Paradise was that place in Jewish systematic theology that was the the abode of those that have passed out of this life. Paradise also is used in a clear reference in the New Testament to be equal to heaven. What's the difference? When Jesus is hanging on the cross, is his life finished and has the atonement been completed? No. No. So when he turned to that man, he was saying to him, is what you, the things you're saying right now, is that faith? Are you asking this out of faith? By the way, he asked the same thing of Pilate. When Pilate says, you're the Son of God, and Jesus asked him, he said, are you saying this out of, out of a question, or are you saying it out of faith? He buttonholes Pilate, the guy that holds his, his earthly life in his hands. Well, he turns to this, to this thief, and he says to him, this day you'll be in paradise. Why? Because paradise was that place, not knowing if that man was going to die before Jesus, or if he was going to die. He said, you'll be in paradise with me. What is paradise then? You remember what happens when Jesus dies? Alright, remember? He doesn't just simply get stuck in the grave and a few days later comes back and everything's fine. That's not what happened. The Bible says that when he died, he went to the place of the dead and he preached himself. He said, I am in fact the Messiah. And those that had been righteous that had died before the coming of Jesus, they ended up going, hey, that's the Messiah. i I knew it would happen. I knew God was going to do this. And then there were those that said, I don't want religion, just like there are today. I don't want this stuff. This this isn't really important. The Bible says that there was a dividing point where folks could go ahead and say, out of paradise, yes, I trust that the Messiah, the one I was looking for in my earthly life, this is the one. Folks, there's a reason that heaven is not paradise in that context alone. Jesus had not finished and had not died. When He died, He bought your salvation. He paid for my salvation. What does that mean? It means that everything that I have done wrong in the rearview mirror of my life and everything that I will ever do in the windshield of my life, everything that has happened in your life that has been sin, everything that may happen in your life that has been sin, Jesus 
died for that. He paid for that. When he talked to that thief on the cross, the payment hadn't been deposited yet. So what is heaven? Fellas, heaven is not big screen televisions with Aggie football on it 24-7. It is far greater than that. This past week I talked to a fellow. By the way, he's an Aggie. And I happened to mention that. He was talking. I, it had to do with the funeral that I did a, a few weeks ago. And, and he said, you were talking about heaven. And he said, I thought it was really interesting what you said about heaven. Guys, listen to me. What I talked to, to about heaven was that God wants you to be there. And when I said, you know, heaven is not going to be 24-7 an Aggie football on it. And he turned to me and he kind of grinned and he said, maybe not. But he said, I guarantee you, we beat Texas every time. Oh, don't whoop that. I kind of liked what he said there. What is heaven? It's not that. Heaven is better than even that. Heaven is the place that you were designed for. God designed you from that first breath that James or Austin took. From your first breath, heaven is designed for you. And it is designed, it is designed, you were designed for it, and it was designed for you. Have you ever gone home from a trip, uh, one that was enjoyable but tiring, and walked into your home? I don't know if this has happened to you, but when you walk into your home after you've been gone for a while, and you walk in and you kind of just go, ah. Any of y'all ever have that happen? You've gone on a great trip, you might have gone on a cruise. And then when you walk into your, into your home, you just kind of go, ah, great. Because you know where all the towels are hung. You know where the food is. You know where everything, everything is put in a place that, that, or should be, in the place that you're familiar with. It's your home. The sense of familiarity, the smells, the familiar surroundings. This peace at being home. That is a small taste of what heaven is like. But it's only a taste. It is home. And it is the place that you'll always want to be. You won't be bored. You'll have a job. Your job will be praising God face to face. You'll have that job of worshiping the Lord. The reason I share these things with you this morning, why is heaven an important place that you want to be? It was a place you were designed to be. God created heaven and a room for you that is specifically formed to fit you. I don't know what it will be. I can't wait to find out. But it will be home. And it will be worth it. I want to share with you this as we close this morning. Heaven is the place that God resides. Our Heavenly Father is there. His earthly Son, Jesus Christ, who died, is there. But that third part of our triune God, 
the Holy Spirit. This is God's great gift to you and me that resides in you and walks with you and will never leave you or forsake you as long as you draw breath. You right now, listen to me, if you're a Christ follower here, and even if you're not, if you're not a believer yet, let me share with you the good news. God loves you so much that He is going to give you a portion and a taste of what heaven is going to be like by your human existence here on earth where He has a Jesus-shaped hole in your heart that only Christ can fill. And he's going to allow you to have that happen to you while you're here yet breathing. And his hope and his goal for you is that you will say yes. And while he he accepts your no, those that may say, I don't want that right now, I'm good without it. While he accepts that, he works and he yearns for your yes. What is your yes to be? today what is your answer to him today look in a moment we're going to have a song that is going to be played and for those of you all that did not grow up in a baptist church and i did not grow up a baptist and i remember at the very end of the service everybody stood up in the baptist church that i attended to with my two best friends that were that were talking to me about a relationship with christ i remember standing up and going well great at least this thing is over The invitation and commitment time is not just the end of a service. It is actually the place where you can say yes to God for whatever that yes may be. For some of you, it may be the idea of saying, I want Jesus Christ to come in and become boss of my life. That Jesus-shaped hole, I want him to fill. And if you ask him to do that, the Bible says he is faithful and true to do that very thing. For some of you, it is to plug your life into a church family. Now, please hear this. This is not a perfect church here. It is close. But we have folks that are interlopers like me that got into this perfect church and ruined it. And ruined it. Because this is a church made up of imperfect people. And for us to say we're the perfect church, now we're the perfect church for imperfect people like me. And God is at the job of taking you and me as a church body and beginning to move us to a place where we will tell others about Jesus so that they have the choice of heaven as well. For some of you that are looking for a church home, if God's saying this is the yes time in your life, for this time, I, I, I don't do this often. I don't explain what our invitation is very often. And that's my fault. I presume that everyone knows this. But when we sing this song, if God is speaking to you about a decision that needs to be made, you simply slip out of your pew and come up to this altar. I'd love to pray with you and talk with you about what God's next step in your life is. We're going to do that right now. And God is waiting for your yes. Let's pray. Holy Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the fact that you have a heaven waiting for us. It was one that you designed not just as your own place of of existence, but Father, it is a place that you say is designed for us. Thank you that you have us in mind. 
during the next few moments as we make a decision of saying yes to the next step in our walk with you or even yes to the very first step in our faith walk with you. Take this time, Lord, and you bless it. It is about you. It is not about us. May you use it to grow men and women and boys and girls to be people that will talk about Jesus to folks that need to hear the same thing that we heard today. We love you and we thank you for this time. And we pray this in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand together. As we are singing in just a moment, as we begin those first words of the song, you simply slip out. As God leads you, you come.